Today on Chatting About College, we're beginning a series of podcasts with coaches and student-athletes from our 15 athletics teams, which have won a combined 16 national championships. In this edition, we're talking cross-country with our head coach, a sophomore, and a 40-year-old freshman student-athlete. That's 40 four zero. It's coming up next. Well, welcome to Chatting About College, a podcast originating from Onondaga Community College in Syracuse, New York. My name is Roger Marabito. We record our conversation in the studios of our Broadcast Media Communications degree program. It's located in the Whitney Applied Technology Center on our campus. We're joined today by cross-country head coach Rob Colvin. Coach, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. And also with us today are two of your student-athletes, Dylan Sweeney. Dylan, welcome. Hello. And also Michael Lavelle. Michael, welcome. Thanks for having me. Coach Colvin, tell us about the season so far. And we're recording this on September 12th, but how have things gone? Uh, we've had two meets. We just ended with Oswego, where we finished sixth out of seven. Um, it was a 5K race, very hot, very uh, tough course, right, Dylan? Would you say Yeah, that? for sure. Lots of hills. Um, and uh, we did something different. Mm-hmm. I've never given kids advice of how to race, and we decided to let our top guy go and let, let make our second through sixth guys try to stay together for the first loop, which is a mile together, and then move on. Because after our first meet, I believe some of our students went out a little bit too fast and some went out too, a little uh. bit too slow. So right now it's a learning curve, and we don't really care what we do in the first month of the program. It's where we're at going towards the MSAC championships and regionals and nationals. Gotcha. Dylan, let's talk about you for a little bit. Okay. You're a sophomore. You went to Jamesville DeWitt High School? I did, yes. What was your running career like in high school? I think that in high school I wasn't as plugged in really as I am now. Like I, I did it – looking back, I wish what I have done would like um, been doing it like all four years. I think what I did was I did it my freshman, junior, took a break, and then my senior year. So – Honestly, I kind of just, like, showed up and ran. Like, I wasn't as plugged in. Now, like, I I think I'm more kind of, like, you know, like, I Google YouTube videos about running. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm more plugged Mm -hmm. in, so to speak. So, yeah. yeah. And your major here is adolescent education? Yeah. How's that going for you so far? Uh, Going pretty good. So, I ended up taking a gap year after I graduated high school, and I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. I ended up wanting to do adolescent education because my high school Spanish teacher, what he did was he, like... He would teach us Spanish, but he also would kind of, like, incorporate life lessons into, like, the class. And so that's kind of what I wanted to do. So that's why I wanted to to kind of go ahead and do adolescent education. So it's going pretty well, though. Is your goal to be a teacher? Yes, it is, yeah. Yeah. Any idea what grade you'd like to do? Um, Are you leaning more toward the younger? Honestly, I'd, I'm thinking more so, like, high school age or, like, a little bit oh. older as opposed to younger. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have so much respect for teachers. Such yeah, a me too. Ch- challenging job. I love their summer schedules, but, yes, but I yes. would not want to be in a classroom <laughs> yeah. every day. I'll tell you that. Michael Lavelle, you're amazing. 40 years old, you're a freshman. <laughs> you got it. Renaissance man. <laughs> how, how did you get to Onondaga Community College? Yeah, so uh, I've spent most of my career um, in the corporate world. Um, and I think kind of many of us can relate to the last few years of being a little bit out of the ordinary. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think um, I the business has changed a lot. Uh, I think that um, personally I kind of went through some different things and many of us have through the last few years. And I needed to take some time to uh, to pursue some new knowledge and education. We know how important it is to, to get trained up with the new technology that's out there these days and really be able to offer um, – 
offer something new to people. And my goal is to to get into this business technology, to get into the the business of health and wellness. Um, nutrition and fitness has changed my life. It's given me a lot mm-hmm. of uh, a lot of freedom. I've seen it change other people's lives. So um, I'm looking to continue that. Coach, when you realize you had a 40 year old freshman interested in running on your team, what'd you think? I was very skeptical to begin with. <laughs> and I we and actually we had a coaches meeting with the AD a couple of days after that and I mentioned to a few of the coaches and they said this would be the best thing you've ever experienced. Mm. He's gonna bring something that you need and the other the other athletes need more of a mentor and it sure has no, absolutely. paid off. Yeah. yeah, you agree with that, Dylan? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you have any nicknames for him? Do you call him grandpa or dad or anything? To his face? I wouldn't dare do that. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> How about if he wasn't in the room? <laughs> no, no, no. No, he's a good guy. He's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's awesome. How many student athletes do you have on your team? We have we have eight men and two females. Eight men and two females. I've never been able to run very far at all. And it, with me, it's totally a mental thing. I'm wondering how you guys keep going, how you enjoy it. What, what do you do when you sort of hit that mental wall to keep going? Words of Lance Armstrong, mm-hmm. uh, they once asked him, um, you know, what joy do you get out of cycling? Mm-hmm. And he said, joy, I do it for the pain. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting answer. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I still remember um, I, I got into running strictly to just keep weight off. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I was, I was traveling a lot. I was on the road a lot and eating junk food and that's how it all started. And I, I still remember my first run with my father-in-law. He was an avid runner. And I just went out there to really just get kudos and kind of get an in with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told myself, who would ever want to do this on a regular basis? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember telling uh, uh, telling my wife that I wanted to run a, a marathon one day, and she laughed at me <laughs> You know, <laughs> later down the road. Uh, it's one of those things um, – I think everybody likes a good challenge mm-hmm. and uh, it's a great challenge. The great thing about running is you can go on a run and you can think about everything and have the most creative time that you've ever had. Um, you can think about relationships in life. You can think about, you know, parenting or business and all these things. Mm-hmm. Or if you just want to go out and think about nothing, you can do the exact same thing and both bring uh, uh, freedom, you know, throughout that day. And and it's been proven that, you know, that the chemicals that release and that runner's high can help in so many different ways. So I think with anything, you start one step at a time. And it's no different than taking your first class here at school um, or running that first mile. If you can get some help um, and some people that can show you the path, then you're, you're bound to have some success. Dylan, you were nodding a lot as Michael was answering. You feel pretty much the same way he does? Yes. No, absolutely. I'd say I do. Yeah. Yeah. Coach had talked about Oswego, how difficult a race that was. Yeah. Hot day, very hilly. How do you guys power through that? What I do is when it gets really tough, I kind of think in my head and I say, okay, like, I think back to like the things I've kind of gone through my life and be like, okay, if I can get through that, then I can get through this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I think also what motivates me is I think like, okay, like I want my children to have a father that runs or like that. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. to have like, because I think it's just a good thing. It's a way that you can channel, you know, your frustration in life into that as opposed to because when you don't, you know, put it into something, it goes you know, in right. bad places. Sure. I'd say I just tell myself that and I tell myself just, you know, like if I can get through this, then, you know, I can get through anything life throws at me really. So it's a good healthy habit to it is. have thrown. What kind of advice coach do you give 
your student athletes about, you know, when you get in those rough moments. Yeah. Well, for one, we'll go back to the, if I can go back to the races. I mean, Please do. We train hard so we can make the races easy. Okay. So those workouts that we put in, the sweat, you know, and everything else, when you get done with that, that race should be so much more easier for the hard work you put in. Um, and what do I say to the kids yeah. about those words? I tend to not try to give advice during the race mm-hmm. beforehand because I let them be who they are. I don't want to hold them back or try to put pressure on them because there's no, there's no timeouts in the sport to regroup. So mm-hmm. it's a, running's a very, uh, it's a very intelligent way. You know, our train's very well put together, but racing, you can't think too much. Once mm-hmm. you start thinking that there might be self-doubt, like, oh my God, I went a little bit too hard or too soft and so much room to make up. Oh my God, that hill's horrible. I don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't give too much advice. You guys are students and athletes. How do you balance schoolwork with the time and energy that it takes to um, be a college athlete as well? What I'm doing is I have like kind of like a block schedule, like, you know, Monday, like this is when my classes are. These are the hours of the day that I'm going to, you know, do my work. This is when I'm going to have lunch. This is when I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's helps me a little bit more because last year I was kind of like free for you, you know, winging it or whatever. But yeah, so that's kind of how I do it. Michael, how about for you? Yeah, maybe I can get back to you on that in another semester. <laughs> no, you know, I think there's two key things. I like what Dylan had to say. I mean, what what that means to me is preparation. And that's a key to anything we do in life is just being prepared, preparing your time, setting those blocks to schedule out there. Um, and then the second would be discipline, mm-hmm. um, knowing that you have to do something by uh, a certain period of time, whatever it is. And just because you don't feel like doing it um, doesn't mean you, you don't do it. And I think it, discipline will carry over to every area of your life. Um, I know that it's helping me right now because let me tell you what, as uh, as back into school for the first time, you know, um, things are very different. I've got to think about things very differently these days. Um Running has added uh, quite a bit of an extra toll on there, but it actually, um, it actually, I think, has given me a benefit in the long run. What's it like for you going into a classroom again at age forty? How long did it take you to feel comfortable here? I felt comfortable right away. I was, I was pretty overwhelmed and un, like wasn't sure what to expect the first week. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, what actually, really helped as I got to meet these guys before I got into school. Mm-hmm. So that was a week or two before uh, classes started. So that was great. Um, preparation was really important for me, finding out where everything was, who to talk to. Um, I think there's a couple uh, key things that happen in the classroom um, when I'm in there is one, uh, being what I've, uh, where I've been and what I've done, I can offer experience to the room. Um, we can create, uh, create some um, creative discussions. Um, and so it makes things interesting. And then I can feed off the energy of, the, of that younger person. Um, so I think they, they kind of work hand in hand. Dylan, how about for you? I know you had a gap year. Was it challenging getting back into the routine of things? I'd say it was, yeah. Well, because I was working and I was like mm-hmm. working in the like kind of later hour, like later hours of the day. But just to like come back and have the okay, we get up at you know six thirty. We you know we drive here, we do this, this mm-hmm. we have lunch now. You know the bell, like everything like that. Yeah, coming back, it was a little bit different. But coaches, you look ahead now to the rest of the season. I'm wondering how your team compares to what you had last year. What do you see? Last year we finished like six in the region, which means we were last. And uh, I was impressed until you added in the last <laughs> part. Like, wow. Yeah, we, well, we can sugarcoat anything, right? <laughs> but uh, but this year's team, we got two returning guys, mm-hmm. Dylan and Ryan, and Ryan's been a great team leader. Um, and I found these two guys at the maybe a third of the way into the season, they joined us. Yeah. And uh, Ryan's really taken off as a leader. Uh, and he didn't think he was college material as an athlete. And he found out he really is. 
Nice. And uh, but I see us being at the, one of the top in the region, top three easily. Mm-hmm. Um, if we could just stay healthy, you gotcha. know, running, taking a toll on the guys. I don't right. think I don't, and we don't have a problem with eligibility. These kids are really good in the the classroom. That's great. Ultimately, that's what's most important. It sure is. So, pun intended here, I know you guys have to run, but I want to play a game with you quick before you go. As you know, we have a program here called Box of Books, where students get their textbooks and technology in a box just like this, and it's all flat rate, predictable pricing. We created a game called Box of Questions in the spirit of Box of Books. So inside here are a handful of life questions. We'll go around the room. We're going to have fun with it. So the first question, your first job. My first job is kind of funny. I worked at Weenie Wagon downtown. <laughs> Footlong Hot Dogs and Coonies. Nice. Yeah. Michael, how about you? My grandfather owned restaurants, so they, they called my position the Pearl Diver. So I was washing dishes at a very early age. <laughs> I've never heard that, Pearl Diver. <laughs> yeah, That's they didn't good. have automatic uh, uh, dishwashers in every kitchen back then. <laughs> ah. Dylan, how about you? Oh, mine was at the New York State Fair for parking. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was good. You know, I like it's, it's I like interacting with people. So, you know, I got to talk with people all day. So awesome. Bad. Yeah. All right. In the spirit of your first job, the next question is your first car. And let's start with you. Um, my first car. Actually, I recently got my first car. It's a Jeep. Michael, your first car? 1984 Honda Civic four speed for $800. It was a beautiful rusty gold. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, how about you? 1978 Mustang. Nice. Yes. No, wow. that was when they... Tough year. It was a horrible car. <laughs> and it wasn't your typical Mustang. Like oh, you. So sorry. Yeah, it was. It was pretty yeah. much Pinto. Oh. <laughs> uh, your favorite kind of takeout food, Coach? It'd be by far chicken wings. Michael? I'm going to go with Chipotle. Chipotle, all right. Yeah. That's a good question. I think. We asked a tough question here. I think. Truly. <laughs> 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 I'd say I really, I, I really like sushi. I think sushi is a great thing. I love sushi, yeah. too. All right, Michael, you start off this next one. Your favorite caffeinated beverage. Favorite caffeinated beverage. I don't know. I'd have to keep that pretty simple. I'm I'm a coffee guy. Coffee? I enjoy a great cup of black coffee. Black coffee. <laughs> All right. Very good. Dylan, how about you? Favorite caffeinated beverage. I actually don't drink. Like, I only drink coffee if I have maybe four hours of sleep. What I do is, it sounds kind of crazy, but actually I take cold showers in the morning. Like I get up and I just, I'm just, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> Truly, I don't know. But I go and I just, I'm like, ah, and just go in and that's how I That's do it. interesting. Yeah, it's a great way to start I the will day. take your word for it. <laughs> it says a lot. It really does. <laughs> Coach, your favorite caffeinated beverage? Uh, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. All right, we have two questions left. Coach, we'll start with you. The first song or record you ever bought. Oh, geez. Now so, you date me, aren't you? Uh, for, absolutely. Uh, so it, it could be a single. It could be an album. Uh, back then, they had everything um, except for CDs. Um, right. Eight tracks, even. Yeah. Then yeah. It has to be a 38 special. Okay. I named the album, but yeah, it was a 38 special album. All right. All right. Michael? I'm going to have to say Soundgarden, uh, Black Hole Sun, mm. when grunge was just getting going. Like early 90s? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. music. Yeah. How about for you? <laughs> I think that the first thing I downloaded was years ago. I think it was Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Yes, All right. Was, yeah. She's amazing. <laughs> yeah, she is. All right. Final question. This will be a quickie. Cat or dog? Dog. Dog. All right. My cat. Cat. You're going to break the tie, coach. Yeah, dog, but we have two cats. Ah. All right. <laughs> easy maintenance. Right down the middle. Yeah, very good. Well, guys, thank you very much for your time. It was wonderful to meet you all. You're a joy. And uh, we wish you a lot of luck throughout the rest of the year. Thank you, Roger. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate that. And we also say thank you to our broadcast media communications degree program for use of their studios here on campus. And thanks to you for listening. I'm Roger Mirabito. 
Hope you've enjoyed chatting about Calvage. You can find future and previous episodes at places like iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download pretty good podcasts.